Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of our Risk and Regulation Rundown podcast. This is a monthly podcast where we discuss the latest risk and regulatory developments affecting our industry, some insights from our work with clients and our perspective on industry talking points. I'm Sarah Eisted, your regular host, and thanks to the wonders of technology, we're delighted that we can still bring you this podcast by recording it remotely. But please bear in mind that as a result, the sound quality might not be quite as good as usual. The world is a very different place from when we last recorded this podcast. And over the past month, the financial services regulators and firms themselves have been focused on responding to the coronavirus, the COVID-19 outbreak. The regulators have taken a number of actions to protect customers and markets. To date, and we're recording this podcast on the 3rd of April, these have included guidance to firms on areas such as operational resilience and treating customers fairly, as well as the cancellation of or delay to a significant number of regulatory and supervisory initiatives. Firms are grappling with these changes to the regulatory agenda, as well as managing their responses to COVID-19, a situation which has wide reaching implications for their operations, their people, their customers, services, and to capital and liquidity. The situation with COVID-19 is clearly extremely fast moving, so we're not going to focus our discussion primarily on it today, But if you have questions or concerns, please feel free to contact me or visit our dedicated web page. You can find details of how to do so in the show notes. In this episode, we're going to look at how firms respond and adapt to change more broadly. And I'm delighted to be joined by Carol Stubbins, who is PwC's Global Head of People and Organisation, and to be joined by Jazz Sarai, who's PwC's Leader of Industry for Technology, Media and Telecommunications. And we're going to talk about the skills and technologies that financial services firms need in order to be fit for the future. So, Jazz, welcome. And could you start by telling us about some of the ways in which technology is changing? And then, Carol, I'll come to you, if I may, to ask about the implications that has for the skills and capabilities of the workforce. So, Jazz, how is technology changing? Um, I might take a moment actually just to look backwards um, rather than giving you a flavor of how technology is changing. But if you look back just even a number of years and think about the impact on our lives of things like social media, mobile phones, uh, games that people play on their phones or on other devices, and even streaming services of all the different ways we can consume media, what you're seeing is a, a rapid change in technology so in terms of changes in technology um, we've probably never been in a period where so much is happening so quickly and you're not just seeing uh, one type of technology changing but you're seeing right across the board and maybe if i can just mention a few ones that i think as you look forward will continue to um, really evolve uh, at pace and ones that I think will really get a lot of significant investment. These, in my mind, will include 5G, so to really help us uh, be much more mobile than we already are. The Internet of Things, uh, and that's really about allowing us to have everything much more connected and having much richer uh, data that we can get insight from. We're also then going to see a huge amount more cloud-based technologies, and and we can see that at this moment in time, just in the way we're all remote working at the moment. Artificial intelligence will also be a, a one that I uh, I know 
will really uh, evolve uh, at pace. And then the final one I think I would mention is what I've what I would describe as enriched digital media. So I talked about streaming services, but I think the way we uh, consume media, whether it's uh, through traditional media such as TV, whether it be on your mobile devices, but I think that will change at pace as well as we look forward. Brilliant. Thanks, Jazz. There's some amazing uh, things there in terms of how technology might be moving forward. And Carol, what do you think that these changes will mean to firms in terms of the way they work um, and for the employees of those firms? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I completely agree with, with what Jazz is saying. It's not just the advancement of technology, but that speed in which technology is kind of getting to the market. And I do think the speed, the scope and the impact of technological change really does create a fundamental challenge for businesses in terms of how they prepare their people for this. You know, if you look at PwC's research, this shows that one in three jobs is likely to be severely disrupted or to disappear over the next decade because of some of these technological changes. And I think if you add to that the massively disruptive effect of COVID-19, we're likely to see a speeding up of workforce rebalancing, more emphasis on automation, but also at the same time, a real emphasis on humans doing the work that they're best at. You know, to make that work, firms really do need to upskill their staff. And by that, we mean giving employees opportunity to gain the knowledge, have the tools, and also the ability they need to use advanced and ever-changing technologies in the workplace and also in their daily lives. You know, that might include understanding and managing artificial intelligence, data analytics, and other technologies that we can't yet predict. These emerging now and those that will be created in the future. People throughout every business also need stronger leadership skills, the ability to inspire and empower others to really take on the challenge of continuous learning and to make good decisions about the use and implementation of technology. You know, upskilling is not simply a matter of teaching people how to use a new device. That device may be obsolete by next year. The upskilling experience really involves learning how to think, how to act and thrive in a digital world that's sustainable over time. You know, adaptability is key. And how do firms nurture adaptability, I think, is the, the real question that most organisations really need to be asking themselves. It's also really interesting, isn't it, that you can uh, often look through a compliance lens of how technology, when it's disrupting, that, that people feel that it creates risk. Um, and, and then people get worried about how you manage some of that risk. But actually, I'm really you know, positive about how new technologies, such as process automation, for example, you know, we could actually see many opportunities where we start to manage risk and compliance in a very different way, in a way that embraces the technology. And, and actually, technology can be a positive um, impact on, on both compliance um, and, and how we manage risk. Thanks, Jazz. I agree. And, and on an earlier episode of our podcast, we've talked about how compliance functions in particular might transform themselves and how they use technology to do that. And that was definitely seen as a key driver, uh, which was fantastic. Um, 
And we're obviously at the moment going through a period of significant change and upheaval um, and firms and their people are having to adjust to remote working as well as a range of other changes and challenges. We're seeing that in our daily lives at PwC and we know from our clients everyone's going through the same um, challenges. But what can we learn um, from the current situation and do you think it's likely to accelerate uh, the pace of change? So Jazz, I'll come to you first um, if I may. Yeah, the technology industry is a really fascinating one because at, at times of crisis, it, it actually comes out of it um, quicker. Uh, it comes out of it as a net beneficiary. Um, oftentimes, uh, when we're faced with uh, moments of crisis, the technology industry uh, is, is really known for innovation at pace. And, and quite often, you'll see the emergence of companies that, that we just didn't know about before. And, and I can see that what we're living through at the moment, that that, that actually won't change. It, it, you know, you can actually see it happening right right in front of our eyes. I think we'll see faster and accelerated adoption of uh, the new cloud-based technologies to allow us to work and operate very differently. And everything we've been talking about already today, uh, allowing us to work remotely, allowing us to work very differently. I think alongside that, you'll see the collaboration tools uh, really um, come to the fore. And, and I think those will start to develop much more than perhaps what we're using already today. Security software is obviously another area where I can see um, more continued investment and advancement. And I think the greater use of virtual private net networks are probably just a few of the technologies that we can see really benefiting. Um, you know, a lot of companies at the moment have had to wrestle with, do their private networks, uh, uh, are they set up in a way that allows the number of people they need to use them working at home, really be able to use them in the way that they would like. And, and actually what we're seeing is that even some of those companies that originally struggled maybe a few days ago have very quickly got those private networks up and running uh, and we're all being able to work from home. I can see some other technologies being accelerated as well and invested in very quickly. Um, but, but the really fascinating thing for me is um, the fact that having spoken about a number of technologies already, um, what I'm really looking forward to is the emergence of some really new technologies that we probably haven't heard of today. Brilliant. Thank you, Jazz. And I know from speaking to my clients that the pace of change that you referred to there is something that they're grappling with, but also having huge success with in terms of the current environment um, and being able to scale up very, very quickly on the technology side, uh, which has been great to see. And Carol, what, what do you think we can learn from the current situation in terms of skills? I think in the current situation, you know, we always talk about digital skills and teaching people how to work and, and use the technology, which I which I do think is very, very important. But there's also a number of other skills, those are eight human skills that actually become more and more important, especially when you're working in environments such as we are today, a lot of us working virtually. And, and those skills are really around kind of resilience, emotional intelligence, collaboration, the ability to work with ambiguity. You know, we don't often kind of see those as, as critical skills for our people, but those human traits I think are becoming more and more important. And I would say, especially resilience, they're needed more now than ever. 
you know, as well as the need to upskill our people and using technology. I think what we found in some of our research is organizations spend globally around $3 trillion a year investing in technology. But what a lot of organizations fail to do is really invest in building capability within their people on how to use that technology effectively. And I think that's been a real challenge, but but really as we go to a lot more virtual working, people are having to upskill and learn at speed. And, and actually what's quite interesting, if you look at financial services, for example, you know, some of the examples we're seeing with some of the big banks is, you know, whilst they are making some cuts, whilst they are looking at saving some money when, you know, on travel budgets, for example, they're looking to reinvest that in really building better, more collaborative tools to enable people to work together. So I think what's clear is that organisations who've already invested in upskilling and already invested ensuring that those people know how to apply those skills, particularly around the collaboration tools, they're the organisations that, that I believe are much more likely to weather this crisis. Thanks, Carol. That That is fascinating and it resonates um, with me hugely from the conversations that I've had with my clients over the last sort of, two and a half weeks, definitely. And if, if firms do invest in new technologies and upskilling their people, what are some of the benefits that you see? We've touched upon some of them there, but, but what are the broader benefits for firms, but also for their staff and their customers? Jazz, perhaps I'll come to you first. Sure. So, I mean, one of the things that I think we're all seeing uh, at this time is how organisations are really trying to put their people first and, and really trying to, to, to live their core organisational values. Many companies really speak to how important their people are. And it's at times like this where they are really trying to demonstrate and, and frankly, live those values. The use of technology is clearly allowing all of us to be much more flexible, uh, agile, and, and really work very differently. I know that many of us, you know, including myself, you know, do miss some of the richness of the human interaction. And you know, often we will say, and we 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 are, I think we're appreciating much more at the moment. You know, why do we send emails? Why do we send texts? You know, why don't we call people? Why don't we go and see them? Um, and whilst you know, all of that is is true, uh, even more so at this time. I think for me, what what might be really fascinating is is how technology might evolve even quicker to play its part in really providing some of that that richness that we're looking for, that that satisfaction of that human interaction, and actually allow us for a new form of social interaction that maybe takes us from, you know, what we see our children constantly doing on their phones, texting and, and messaging each other, but actually translate that into a work environment where, where that generation, and actually, frankly, us, are starting to use those technologies to engage in a way where we still get that richness from the human interaction. I know it's a scary thought that technology can evolve that much quicker and, and maybe move to the next evolution from being able to use the telephone to being able to use video calls um, and, and to think about how you can actually replace some of that real human interaction. But I think that's the fascinating thing for me uh, that we can see maybe happening in the future as we want to work even more flexibly and agile. 
Great, thank you, Jazz. A slightly scary thought, as you as you say, but a fascinating one um, as well. And Carol, what are your reflections on the benefits that that come from upskilling? Look, I mean, I think investing in new technology and really changing the way that work gets done can actually mean that humans can focus on things that they're better at doing. This, I think, would then lead to a better employee experience. You know, I listened to one of our own PwC senior managers just quite recently as, you know, what we're doing. Obviously, we know that PwC are embarking on a massive global upskilling program for all of our people. Um, You know, and he loved the way that PwC were investing in tools and training to really help him automate the mundane tasks. And, you know, the quote that, that he made that really stood out for me is, He didn't come to a firm like PwC to copy spreadsheets into other spreadsheets. Um, You know, technology brings with it a way to use human skills more effectively. So if we can use technology in the right way and create capacity for humans to focus on what humans do best, I do think that that really drives a better employee experience. And there's always a direct correlation between a better employee experience and a better customer experience and I do think what we're going to see as we come through this crisis and I have no doubt we will come through it I think ways of working will fundamentally change I think some of the technologies some of the ways that we're adapting will actually be long-lasting and quite enduring but I also believe that we will see a real humanization of the workforce so making sure that we're using technology effectively but actually we're using people effectively in the way that we're humanizing that workforce again and getting people to do work that can really add value. Thank you Carol Um, I absolutely agree with you I think there are some really positive benefits that can come out of the crisis um, that we're in at the moment um, and that we will come out of as you say and thank you Carol and Jazz for such an interesting discussion we had planned the topic for this podcast a couple of months ago and we couldn't have envisaged the situation that we would find ourselves in to record it Um, but I think it's made the topic ever more relevant for us so thank you both very much. I hope you found this helpful and if you have, please do share it with your colleagues um, and subscribe to future episodes of the podcast. We'll be back next month for our next episode. In the meantime, please do take care and stay safe. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Mm -hmm.